Hello and welcome back to the Motorsport Bethug Podcast. I'm your host Didi, and joining you today once again is my friend and your co-host Vedant. On this episode, we will be talking about Extreme E. So let's grab some chai, take our seats, ready our opinions, and dive right into the conversation. Hello Vedant, how have you been? Hello Devya, I have been quite well. How about you? Ah, uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Still buzzing from the great F1 weekend we had, uh, you know, yesterday, and um, still, still trying to like come off. Like it still feels like a dream in my head to have such a great first F1 race of the season. Uh, but you know, we're not, we're not here to talk about F1. So let's talk about Extreme E. Uh, and it's been rather surprising, you know. Extreme E starts in less than five days, and there's no hype about it. It's not trending on social media. It's not trending anywhere really, and um, it's been pretty quiet from them too. I haven't heard anything. from their channels either uh, unlike how you know a couple months ago when the F1 drivers had announced their extreme teams you know Lewis Hamilton Nico Rosberg and Jenson Button uh, there was some hype about it but it has all died down uh, and it's it's been a really weird time yeah the hype like we can't see the hype on social media but i suppose it's just the ca- just the calm before the storm you know i i think like i think extreme is a great initiative and it's going to take the motorsport world by it's going to take the motorsport world by storm uh, and i hope so because this is alandro agat's second venture in motorsport uh, in electric in electric motorsport per se uh, he he also was the one of the founders of formula e and we've seen formula e grow from strength to strength and while formula e was based on racing uh, in urban city centers to promote electricity as the future of uh, transport technology and what not Extreme E sends a similar message, but in a totally different way. So Extreme E is, is also Alejandro Agag's baby, and uh, he has built the sport out of concern for the climate crisis, just like he did for Formula E. But the series's goal is to use electric racing to highlight remote environments under threat of climate change issues, and to encourage all of us through that to take positive action to protect our planet's future. And I think uh, you know uh, what Alejandro Agag has put together is really. really fascinating and i'm really looking forward to it definitely definitely the steps extreme e has taken with all the sustainability in mind and we'll we'll talk about it later you know the the ship and the locations so it's definitely a one of one of the most innovative motorsports ventures in recent times absolutely and uh, i think at the core of it lies the ex- lies extreme e's message and what alejandro gag is trying to communicate to the rest of the world you know uh so as we know extreme e is a signatory of the united nations sports for climate action framework and uh, so their goals are also in line with that framework that they agreed upon so extreme e uh, is striving to promote greater environmental sustain responsibility reducing the overall climate impact from sports using its platform to educate for climate change promoting sustainable and responsible consumption and it's and it's trying to advocate for climate action through its communications and i think those are big goals uh, but those are goals that we all need to strive towards and i think extreme might just be the platform that we all need to push us into taking action ourselves yeah definitely the the paris agreement goals and uh, all these goals which extreme is also you know pursuing all these are very important for for the for the future of our planet and for for us as a as a civilization Abs- absolutely absolutely and um, you know i'm here supporting extreme is a message as you are and i hope more people get on board and the hype becomes real and we can bring about uh, actionable and actual change so let's dive into the nitty and gritty of the 
of Extreme E, you know, let's let's talk about the car, let's talk about the locations, let's let's talk about the teams and drivers. There's so much to be excited about. Let's hype this thing up. Let's build the hype here at Motorsport Betak because we can do it. And let's talk about um, the different race format that Extreme E is bringing along with it. Uh, so there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about right now. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about the Extreme E ship and why it is so special. And why it, why why the ship is at the core of the Extreme E's operations and the message and everything. Alright, so the RMS St. Helena is a former Royal Mail ship of the United Kingdom and it serves as a floating paddock. So it's it's quite unique in what they are trying to do because the the flag, the paddock itself goes from race to race. So there's like we see in other racing series, you know, there's a lot of construction going on for each paddock and there's a lot of plastics and a lot of, you know, non-renewables involved. So with 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 this ship and with the floating paddock, there's there there are no non renewables. There's one paddock which goes from place to place. So there's nothing. There's no waste as such, and the 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 ship itself is, you know, the the engine is modified. So it uses it runs on low uh, sulfur diesel, which is relatively better than regular shipping gasoline. Uh, it obviously it reduces carbon emissions relative to air freight and most importantly the ship is also a research vessel and it will be carrying scientists to you know different conferences on these race locations and these race locations as we know are quite remote so the so the ship would be essential to carry these scientists and carry the 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 conference Absolutely, absolutely. And the ship is basically the headquarters for the race. Uh, it is literally the heart of the race. Um, so, you know, that is that. Let, let's talk about the other thing that makes this, makes the series different from everyone else. The car in the series. Now, the car is an SUV, per se. Uh, and um, it's made by Spark Racing Technologies. The batteries are produced by Williams Advanced Engineering. And the car is fitted with neobium reinforced steel alloy tubular frame and it's supposed to be super strong. Uh, but even though it's an SUV, it can reach uh, speeds of 0 to 60 miles per hour in less than 4.5 seconds. It has a 400 kilowatt hour, 540 horsepower battery, uh, horse, horsepower battery. And uh, it still weighs 650 kilograms, which is crazy. You know, all these facts coming together, it's... It's insane and we'll be again as you said racing in remote locations and the odyssey 21 as you remember was showcased in the 2020 dakar rally in saudi arabia by ken block uh, and we all saw what the car can do there for those who haven't seen please go onto youtube and look it up you know ken block dakar rally 2020 electric odyssey uh, and i think it's it's a special car and it poses a different challenge compared to what we've seen so far on track uh, you know it's like a weird weird open rally race that we have never seen before it's like wrx but different yeah definitely it's it's a it's a very interesting concept they are bringing and as you said the car is quite quite extraordinary with and we know the electric uh, motors are quite quick in their acceleration and with the with the weight of the suv the the speed which it will achieve it will, it will be quite fun to watch uh, watch the series. Absolutely. 
But the most most important thing, and like the the thing that I'm excited about the most about Extreme is basically sitting sitting at home, but yet getting to go to all these different and beautiful locations across the planet. So first of all, Extreme on third and fourth April will be in the Saudi Arabian desert, followed by the next race, which will take place on the twentieth and thirtieth of May, um, in Senegal. Uh, it it's it's an ocean race. Uh, as I've put it, and then extremely, we will be going to Greenland, uh, which is a glacier race, or which is oh, sorry, it's the Arctic race on twenty eighth and twenty ninth August, and the fourth race will be in the Amazon forest in Brazil um, on twenty third and twenty fourth October, and it will finally conclude with the fifth race in Argentina, which is the glacier race um, on the eleventh and twelfth of December. So, uh, not a lot of racing to look forward to, but definitely uh, something unique to look forward to uh, this year. Yeah, definitely. All these places, as we mentioned earlier, are remote locations, and uh, are, these places are actually the places which 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 are most affected by climate change at the moment. And these are the places that need our most uh, most of our attention to make a better future for for ourselves and for the locals there. So, going there and having those conferences with with the locals there, it's going to be a great initiative for Formula for Extreme E. And for the for climate for climate change for fighting climate change, uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, um, like I said before, you know, uh, we we need to figure out what what we can do to play our part in this uh, in this framework in this you know movement towards uh, addressing climate change. What is our part that we can do every day? It doesn't have to be something huge. It doesn't have to be a grand uh, action, but uh, the little things do matter. Uh, but yeah, let's look forward to the teams and drivers. Now, I was looking at the teams and driver lineup uh, before we sat down and uh, you know before recording the podcast. And there's a lot of talent in the field and from a different places. It's not you know you would think that everyone would come from rallying or you know from a similar background, but everybody comes from a different background. And there's a lot of experience. Some people are young; they're just starting off. Some people are really old and have already retired from their sport, but are coming back to race once again. Definitely, it's a great, great. Uh, grid we have the grid like uh, so so extreme is promoting gender equality along with along with climate change and the grid all the all the teams have well they're not male. promoting climate change they're promoting addressing climate change yeah sorry and <laughs> and both the teams have uh, and all the teams have one male and one female driver so let's uh, let's look at the teams the first team is abd uh, cupra xe team with Claudia Hurdgen and Mattia Ekstrom. Mattia Ekstrom is, of course, a DTM champion, two-time DTM champion, and a long-time Audi and AB factory driver. Claudia Hurdgen is one of Europe's most prominent female racing drivers and has success in variety of uh, touring car and sports car championships. Absolutely, and uh, Matthias Ekstrom is also a WRX 2016 WRX champion. Um, we uh, we saw him race last year too uh, in the WRX series, um, going up against Johan Christoffersen, who's also in the series, and we'll get to him later. But yeah, and the second team, uh, which has had a lot of hype behind it, especially uh, since um, the name is also in Formula One, uh, the uh, the Akiona Signs Extreme E team that has Elias Saz and Carlos Sainz Sr., whose son Carlos Jr. is racing in Formula One currently. Uh, we all know Carlos Sainz uh, Sr. is arguably one of the greatest rally drivers of all time. 
He's he's a two-time FIA World Rally Champion, uh, won it in 1990 and 92. He's also won the Dakar Rally three times uh, in 2010, 18, and 2020. Had a kind of disappointing run this year, though. Uh, and Laya Saz, uh, she's a biking legend, trial world champion 13 times. Again, like I said, varied background. She's, uh, she's also a participant in the Enduro World Championship on five occasions and has finished the Dakar Rally 10 times between 2011 and 2020. And she finished ninth overall in 2015, achieving the best result ever by a woman in the motorcycle category on the event. I, I think that's a team to look out for. Um, it's got varied background, a lot of experience behind the wheel. And I think, uh, you know, they might just take the very first Extreme E-World Championship. Yeah, that's a great team. They, they, have, they have a strong off-roading experience. It will be great to see Carlos Sainz Senior racing. And I'm sure a lot of Formula 1 fans will get into uh, will get, in, get get behind Carlos Sainz senior along with other formula formula 1 drivers teams you know yeah absolutely and uh, for people like us you know who, who didn't grow up watching Carlos Sainz senior uh, do rallies i think it's a great opportunity for us to see one of the greats of uh, rally uh, step out again and you know uh, race competitively in a series but yeah definitely so the third team is andretti and andretti united extreme e team so two greats of American motorsports coming together. And the first, the, the female driver is Katie Munnings. She won the European Rally Championship Ladies Trophy in 2016 when she was just 18 years old. And the second driver is Timmy Hansen, the 2019 WRX Drivers Champion. And you know a lot about WRX, a lot more about WRX than me. Yeah, How is he's... Timmy Hansen? He's definitely a talent to look out for. Uh, he's definitely, he, he definitely makes the races much more interesting. He's always in there and he's, he's always trying to put a move that no one else would. Uh, and, you know, uh, never, never count him out. That's all I can say. Uh, WRX is a different series. Uh, and he's definitely shown there, as you can see, you know, he's world, world, won the World RX Drivers title. So, you know, you, you don't just win. WRX is a contact sport, right? And, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not like Formula One where they're, they're not trying to touch wheels. They're not trying to bang wheels. They go all out and they're not scared of, uh, you know, crashing into each other to take the win. So definitely, definitely. a talent to look out for. Uh, and the fourth team is Hispano Suiza. Uh, and it's got, uh, I, don't, I don't know much about where the team is coming from, but they have Oliver Bennett. He's a WRX driver in the team. And uh, Christine... Jampoli Zonka. In 2020, apparently she became the main driver of Avatel racing team, achieving third place in the T2 category in the Andalusia Road to Dakar Rally. So I guess um, young talent in that team. Uh, we'll, we'll see what's to come. Definitely. Unfortunately, we don't know a lot about uh, some of these drivers and Hopefully we'll we'll learn to know them and like yeah we'll we'll get we'll, to know we'll them, and them. We'll, we'll see what what they're made of absolutely yeah so the fifth team is one of the most uh, look one of the most followed teams I suppose the Jensen Button Extreme E team Jensen Button obviously 2009 Formula One champion and where. And recently, he's been racing a lot more off-road, and he did the Mint 400 and the ba- and the Baja 1000. And of course, he ra- he raced in Japan after his Formula Formula One career. And their female driver is Michaela Kotulinski, who's who was the first female driver to win a race in the Scandinavian Touring Car Championship in 2018. So another great talent to look out for. 
Uh, exactly, and you know, Jen- Jensen Button brings a lot of talent and experience to the team. Uh, besides Michaela Kotlinski, um, you don't just become a world champion for no reason, right? Uh, and then for the sixth team, we have another world champion uh, uh, sponsoring the team. Uh, it's Rosberg X Racing, and I believe the X ra- stands for Extreme once again. So Rosberg Extreme Racing, uh, but he won't be racing himself, unfortunately. Uh, instead, Johan Christofferson. Uh, and Molly Taylor will be racing for the team. Uh, Johan Christofferson has been the dominant force in World RX. He seemed unbeatable last year when I was watching WRX. And uh, if he carries that form into Extreme, I think he'll be one of the unstoppable people. He's, ha- he's already claimed three of the four driver's titles since 2017, ever since he started participating in WRX. And uh, Molly Taylor is an established name in national and international rallying. So, again, a lot of talent in that team. Uh, and I think they'll be fast right out of the block. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about the Rosberg Extreme Racing team. Definitely, and like world world champions against world champions. Unfortunately, only Jensen Button is the is Jensen Button is the only owner who is also driving in for in Extreme E. But yeah, great great to see Johan Christofsson racing. The next team is another American uh, legend legendary team, Chip Ganassi. And so they have they have Sarah Price, and she she currently works as a stunt professional, performing uh, stunts in television and film. And they have Kyle Ledoc, if I'm pr- pronouncing his name correctly, and he became the most recent champion of the Pro Four Championship in in 2020, and his first title came in 2012. so that's a big big like that's that's a long lasting career for 8 years 8 years dominating the sport i suppose uh absolutely and again a lot of experience in that team again uh but since we don't know a lot about these people uh and what they've achieved and you know we haven't really followed them before uh we can't say much uh, and i i i know we're looking forward to like learning more about them uh when when we watch extreme e and to uh, you know know what they're made of uh and and Their team on the grid is Veloce Racing, and driving for them will be Jamie Chadwick and Stefan Sarazin. I um, if I'm pronouncing that right. So we all know Jamie Chadwick from the W Series, and as the William Development driver, Jamie Chadwick did win the 2019 W Series. Uh, and then Stefan Sarazin has a lot of experience behind the wheel. He's got six podium finishes in the legendary Le Mans 24 hours. He's got two Le Mans Series title wins, and multiple victories in the FIA World Endurance Championship to his name. and his first international rallying triumph came on the 2014 Tour de Corse so like i said a lot of experience behind the wheel and it's a great opportunity i feel for Jamie Chadwick to learn from this um from her teammate um and Veloce Racing has been a household name for uh, sim racers and people who follow the sim racing community for the last couple of races so i think they'll they'll have a lot of support um uh, coming towards them coming their way yeah definitely veloce racing is an up and coming name in the Uh, in the motorsport world and the last team the ninth team is of course x44 lewis hamilton's team and they have a lineup which cannot be beaten sebastian loeb nine time wrc champion nine time consecutive wrc champion wrc champion yeah absolutely <laughs> he has 79 wins in wrc to his name He has reached the Dakar Rally podium twice. 
he has he has been on the overall podium for lamo a few times and he has even participated in a few formula 1 test sessions and so yeah a legend in off road one of the greatest off road drivers of all time and alongside sebastian loeb is christina gutierrez she secured a second place overall uh, position in the mixed gender all terrain spanish rally championship finishing top of the female category between 2011 and 2016 and like you said vedan this team definitely looks unbeatable they definitely look look the favorites uh going into the extreme e championship uh and um, i wouldn't expect anything less from a world champions team uh either um but yeah uh, once again uh i think the teams and drivers participating in this series is probably the most exciting thing besides the locations itself uh and you know i'm really looking forward to seeing these individuals from different backgrounds come together and race each other uh in unknown locations in in a really weird yet exciting setting uh so a lot to look forward to like i said and like i mentioned earlier in the podcast extreme ease race format is also very different so let's dive into it uh so every weekend every uh race weekend ex- for extreme e there will be two days of racing on saturday and sunday uh, and each team will race twice on saturday in qualifying round 1 and qualifying round 2 and on sunday we'll have semi final 1 semi final 2 and the final um the thing to know is each race is only two laps now this is really uh this is rather scary i hope the laps are long <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a weird thing to say but each race is just two laps uh one lap driven by the female driver and the one and the other lap driven by the male driver and uh, all all results are based on the race finishing position and not the race time uh but uh yeah definitely definitely an interesting uh, race format uh but let's let's dive more into it and you know let's talk about how exactly do- does this work so there'll be four races held on saturday there'll be qualifying round 1 which will have two races and qualifying round 2 which will also have two races uh qualifying round 1 race 1 will field five cars and qualifying round 1 race 2 will have four competing cars and similarly for round 2 now the choice of starting position for qualifying round 1 will be based on a lottery draw uh and uh, the saturday event points for each race uh, will be as 4 3 2 1 and 0 depending on where you finish and the top 4 point scorers after saturday's races qualify for semi final 1 and the remaining teams qualify for semi final 2 does that make sense vedant i am following you for now <laughs> okay okay all right and then on sunday you have the semi finals and the final now the four cars in semi final 1 and the five cars in semi final 2 uh will compete against each other for the final so the to- top 3 teams from semi final 1 and the first and second place teams from semi final 2 will uh qualify for the final now the final the starting position for the final is something that is decided by the fans so make sure if you're listening to this and if you'll be watching streamy and if you're supporting one of the teams to vote for your team so that they can start at the he- start at the front, in front of the grid front of at the front of the grid Uh, so as i said starting position for the final will be decided by fans through grid play voting system so make sure you vote for your team and the standby teams for the finals will be the fourth third and fourth place team in semi final 1 uh sorry you will be the fourth place team in semi final 1 uh i hope that made sense does that make sense yes so you have the... qualifying round 1 and qualifying round 2 and uh, then we have semi finishing yeah. and whoever whoever's got the most points the top 3 teams go to qualify semi final 1 uh the top 4 teams go to semi final 1 and the bottom 5 go to semi final 2 then three teams qualify from semi final 1 and two teams qualify for semi from semi final 2 
and then the final uh, qualifying position is based on uh, the grid play voting system uh, depending on fan votes the only thing that i think we are missing here is how is the grid uh, starting position uh, chosen for uh, qualifying round 2 but i think um, I, i didn't find anything on the website regarding that but i'm sure we'll we'll get to know once once the races start this weekend um uh, interestingly after the final the points of the driver championships and the team championships is not like uh, what it is for a lot of other FIA world championships like F1 uh, instead this time we have 25 points for first place 15 for second and 10 for third and then we have 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 points as you go down the order until 10th place and if a team is disqualified from a same final or final they will receive no points for the race obviously um so yeah and uh, like i said an interesting format and i hope the laps are longer and you know we get to see a lot of uh the terrain there which is why you know you know it's it's a remote place and supposed to be beautiful so i get we we get to see more of that um through the race weekends yeah th- that was that was a very confusing uh weekend format but it is fun at the same time because like we are we are so used to conventional race formats we are not open to a different one and i i hope it can grow on us over the over time but i'm still confused because we only know that there are nine teams right there are only nine cars and the point scoring positions are 10 so <laughs> uh that is a great question that that is absolutely a great question so i think no one will be receiving one point <laughs> uh, I totally forgot about that when I was going through our uh, our note sheet. Yeah, but but, uh, but that guess, was all. You know, I guess I guess even if you finish last, you you'll have a couple points, you know. So you don't have to feel bad like uh, you do, like you know, like how Williams didn't score a point last year, but uh, <laughs> this year you can score a point even if you finish last, if you if you're participating in extreme. Yeah, definitely because like we can't help it because because that was what was on their website, right? So yeah, exactly. uh which is what i'm saying we haven't received a lot of communication uh from extreme in the recent past and uh these questions are out there the little niggles and um you know there's no one to answer them so hopefully as as the race weekend starts this week um we we'll, we'll get some of the answers to our questions and uh i hope it'll, it'll be some there'll be some great racing to to watch definitely so we are very excited for the first round of extreme e to get underway and let's see how all our, all these teams and how the championship itself itself works definitely uh looks looks very promising and i hope it delivers um any any closing thoughts from you vidan before we wrap up this podcast well i would i would just like to say you know to our listeners who have made it to 30 minutes on this podcast about extreme e a completely new racing series be open to please be open to new racing like because we see a lot of people following only formula 1 and a lot of like we don't see a lot many fans in different other ra- racing series so i i i hope with with uh, jensen button and with lewis hamilton and with you know nico rosberg and carlos sainz and all these guys who can pull fans to to the series I just hope that Extreme E gets that attention and gets that fan following from Devon onwards. Absolutely, and at the end of the day, it is more racing for us fans. So you know there is no reason to not tune in to watch more more sport. Uh, so I would definitely encourage everyone to watch Extreme E. I think it's going to be really exciting, 
and you can always catch all the extreme e news on the motorsport better channel throughout the year so thank you for joining me vedan thank you for joining us uh our listeners and thank you for listening to us uh we'll catch you on the next one uh see ya